Hello, my name is Gray, and my name is Crystal, and this is Bus Asian Beauties, a supernatural commentary podcast where I, someone who has seen this show several times, and I, someone who only knows the show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we are both Asian. Both Asian. For today's episode, we will be discussing season Three, baby! Episode 1, The Magnificent Seven. Written by Eric Kripke. Directed Who? by Kim Manners. They don't have film cameras anymore. Do they not? I thought that was Wait, season 4. Still? Oh, for real? But I yeah. felt like the coloring was so different on this episode from what I'm I was... To. I... I told you, right? Like, the coloring changes in season 3. And I don't fucking know uh, why. I think there was... Because both of us are part of the SBN AMV circle, right? Yes. And I remember I remember one time having a discussion with those people about how difficult it was to color, gray, to color correct um, season 3. Because it just uh-huh. looks different from season 1 and 2. And they said some technicalities about, like, they changed... Um, th- who was doing the cinematography or something? But like, I didn't bother going into it <laughs> for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but something changes, and it's yeah. o- it's you're right that it's obvious in this episode that something changes with like the coloring and stuff, uh-huh. especially because of how dark Abel One was. And then we get yeah. Abel Two, which is not not as dark, but like. Still has that, you know that that vibe, and now we have uh-huh. this, and it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of different. Every shot of Dean, there's a red flush to his face that has <laughs> never been apparent before. Exactly. So yeah, uh, Crystal. Yes. Season three, episode one. It's a season premiere, uh-huh. and I'm willing to bet that you barely know anything about this yeah. episode. I do barely know anything about this episode. And I say the uh, barely because I know you probably yeah. know about Ruby, but yes. I'm betting that's it. Um, right. I guess I guess before I watched this, I didn't have it entirely clear when Ruby shows up. Like, I've used that scene of her slashing the throats of the sins in, like, multiple AMVs. But I sort of had forgotten that it was at the end of 301. I think I thought it was a little bit later in season 3. So when we get the first shot of her, it was like cheering and screaming and clapping. Um, Yeah, yeah, I guess I had no idea. It's like once I started watching the episode, I was like, Oh, right, this is where the sins are, the demons are. Oh, right, I've heard about Isaac and Tamara, but beforehand it was, like, The Magnificent Seven? What is that, like, a circus show? So, yeah. Stupid-ass name. Stupid-ass yeah. title. What is... What, Who taught this shit up? Yeah, is this a reference yeah. to something? I think it is. Let's Google it. The, the Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Seven. Okay, it's a film? 
Oh, it's a 2016 wow. film, so that's not. It's also not... a 1960 American western. Oh, yeah, maybe that's uh, what they're referencing. Okay, there's seven characters hired to protect a village in Mexico. Well, that's not who the seven are here. We start with the road so far, and it's terrible. Yeah, it's an ACDC song, right? I have no clue. <laughs> so true of you. I have a little confession to make. Yeah. I watched this episode at 1.25. No, what? I watched it at 1.25 because I was like... I watched this like last night, right? I was so fucking sleepy. I was like, I want to go to sleep. (laughs) So let's fucking breeze through this shit. And I tried watching it at 1.5. But it was too fast. So I was like, okay, let's dial it back down to 1.25. So I I don't think I can, like, comment on the, uh, like, the music use or whatever. Because I don't think I appreciate, I, it was like, Shown to me in a way that was the ideal watching. Yeah. So unfortunate well, the betrayal. <laughs> I will never recover from this. Yeah. Unfortunate. How are our listeners supposed to trust us now? Yeah. <laughs> well, there are other episodes. So <laughs> there. Are, yes. I there I are. promise that. In the season premiere of season four, I will not watch it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Same here. So, yeah. okay, first, they have this shiny new font going on, and it's like, like, silver metallic, yeah, like, high resolution, is. like, fucking, like, Shadowhunters TV show <laughs> aesthetic, and I'm not for that. Like, it has, the, like, the title sequence, the road so far text, like, that has to be crusty. That is a requirement. So, yeah. didn't like that. Um, the beginning sequence is, like, Dean going, like, we have to do what Dad wanted, and that means hunting down as many evil sons of bitches as we possibly can. And, and that's over, making... like, Sam having a revelation in Houses of the Holy, which is, like, so alright, King. And then it's just cutting back and forth between them shooting guns and making out with women. I know! Like, they were like, <laughs> we need, we need to hunt. Sammy, we need to, we need to fucking hunt Sammy. Dad's hunt, I mean, hunt down this mad puss. Am I right? Like, you were like, <laughs> we need to continue Dad's legacy, and by Dad's <laughs> legacy, I mean my legacy, and by my legacy, I mean my fucking semen should go into women. <laughs> my string of illegitimate children all around. <laughs> the USA, baby. <laughs> right. I. Okay, Sam gets like two kiss scenes. Are they both with Maddie? They were like, we have to balance this out. We have to make it seem like Sam gets mad puss on the rank, oh, too. Oh! But isn't Dean's kiss from the demon? Dean? Okay, Dean also has a kiss from like Stella and Tall Tales. 
Which I think oh. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. The demon kiss is later. So, the kiss yeah. here is with Stella. <laughs> <laughs> so Stella, Stella, you know, a main important character in season two. It's not a good road so far, it's you guys. It's not a good road so far, you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's like it ends with like Dean crying over like Sam dying his arms as like yeah. the as cool guy rock music plays. Exactly. Hilarity. And then it ends with like we have to gear up for the war. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which I remember that's how the Rose Far begins. Oh. In like yeah. fucking season two, right? Oh, and there's a war coming, the... and you boys are right smack in the middle. Yeah, of the there's a storm coming. Yeah, and now this is how this the season opener fucking Rosofar ends, and it's like, well, we're still just in the same fucking position. <laughs> like, yeah, we're still doing the war, and it has yet to begun to begin. Right. Oh, also we. We get the line where Isaiah was like, "Are you sure you brought back Sam?" Yeah, Which was and then they just never... to me because I feel like they don't. Yeah, they don't do anything about it. They don't reflect on it this episode. Like, if anything, Sam is the exact same. Yeah. So we start at the time that the demons escape, right? Mm-hmm. So the demons are. So, so there's this guy who's like taking out the trash and then the moment yeah. he closes the lid on the trash the trash starts thrashing wow and uh, suddenly the cloud of smoke appears and it's a gigantic cloud of smoke and a portion of that smoke possesses this man and now he's and, a demon. in the worst CGI possible yeah. Like, you it's, could see the edges of where they drew the smoke. Exactly. You know how later in the episode, every time they do an exorcism, it cuts away before any of the smoke comes out of the mouth? I think it's because their special effects people were just not having a good day. They were like, we did it once, and we will not do it again. <laughs> yes. That's all, that's all that is in our teaser. And yeah. I must say, the new splash, splash screen, screen is horrific. Yeah. It's a black smoke splash screen. Which I guess is fitting because it's like. Actually, yeah. I don't know. Like, demons are a lot more involved this season, that's for sure. Yeah, it's that, and then you get, like, a silvery flash of, like, runes and shit, and then you go to Supernatural and shiny, clean metal letters, extremely high resolution, and again, it just feels wrong. Supernatural is rusty. Yeah. (laughs) Like the nail that killed Dean. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so we cut to Sam sitting in, an impo- in the Impala outside of a motel, and he's reading, like, Dr. Faustus, because, you know, guy, demon deal, etc. And, <laughs> okay, so 
So we go, we go, and we look in the window of the motel. Oh and God, Dean, <laughs> and he's wearing that like white tank top, known as like the Freddie Mercury outfit, also known as mm-hmm. what my grandpa wears every single day because he's old and can't be bothered. Yeah, so, so he's true. wearing this white tank top, and he like does like a grin and like a thumbs up. He closes the thinnest, gauziest curtain so that we can see the shadow of a woman like come and start like making out with him. Um, and Sam like looks at this and laughs. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess it's been so many times that you no longer scream ew and pelt the window with eggs, but also, like, come on. Like, right in front of the window? Like, I know there's a curtain, but it is not thick. Yeah. Okay, and the thing is, later we cut back to, like, the Dean silhouette, and he literally just looks like he's jogging. Like... You know what I mean? That quick shot back? Like, what sexual activity is supposed to be mimicked by him running in place and moving his head around? This scene is horrible. I hate it. Yeah, he is playing 4D chess with genitalia and we just don't understand it. So, Sam gets a call from Bobby and he's like... You're stupid and you're never gonna find anything in a book. Let's this, go on a case instead. This fucker is like reading Faustus. Like, bro, this is one of the oldest fucking stories about like demonic deals ever. You think if there was a hint here, people would have gotten it already? But also, like, all the lore that they've read that's worked on cases before is, like, I read Dracula, and now I know what to do with the vampires, you know? Like, so true. It's never niche. So, yeah, I've always, like, you're stupid, I have a case, let's go. Um. So, Sam goes to knock on the motel door, like... Is this like the next morning? How long did he give? Dean? No, I think it it's immediately. Literally, so dark okay. When they drive, and he was like shooketh when there was sex happening. Yeah, what? A, what is a Sam is so like stupid. my brother finishes in two minutes. Eric Kripke, why are you doing this to my eyeballs? <laughs> why are you doing it to Sam's? Right, so immediately after, uh, he thought, I guess he saw that Dean was just jogging in place, and he was like, well, (laughs) they haven't gotten there yet. But no, like, this woman has a huge jogging kink, and she's getting herself off as Dean runs around the room. So, yeah, Uh, he literally right after knocks to try to... (laughs) Get Dean out, and then we hear, like, ah, uh, ah, uh, or whatever. And then we hear Dean go, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Dean? Dean jumps in bed and yells yippee and makes, like, Mario sounds. 
He literally from... goes, it's a me, Dino. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> and we cut to the Impala, and I think it's like supposed to be like maybe Dean's woohoo is just from driving. Is that sort of what they're doing? Like the ambiguity? Mm, no, and, right? Like, no. There's like actual moaning sounds, right? There is actual moaning sounds, so maybe the woohoo is like because it's sort of like the cut to the yeah the cut is like mid- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I, it he's literally feels like the Sims. <laughs> literally, he's wooing like in The Sims. Yeah, he really is. In the car, Sam makes a joke about like, "Can I have your knife? I need to gouge my eyes out." <laughs> and it's like, why are you this stupid in the first place, Sammy? And you know they Dean makes a joke like it's a beautiful natural act, Sammy, and he like says like I appreciate you giving me a little quality time with the Doublemint twins, which we we may have talked about this before, have we? We have. We said that having sex with twins is morally repugnant. <laughs> yeah. Like you can have them, you can do it one by one, not at the same time though. <laughs> Supernatural is obsessed with this. Why? Yeah. Eric Kripke, I'm blaming it on you. Yeah. What was the last time they said the twins thing? Was it also an Eric Kripke episode? No, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, and Sam immediately goes, yeah. No problem. <laughs> so like this, funny. Th- this starts an arc in the episode where he's like, I'll just let Dean do whatever because he's about to die. Yeah. So he can fuck around and find out all he wants. Which, like, come like, last week? Sure. Last year? Like, that's the whole 365 days. You can be mean. <laughs> Yeah, like, Wilson literally had five months to live when he realized he was gonna die. God, that's so true. (laughs) Wilson from House MD, which we are bringing back in season three as a recurring thing that we talk about. (laughs) Yeah, because we watched an AMV yesterday that... And sobbed together. (laughs) Yes. So true of us. Right. I think my note for that is Sam said it's okay if you have sex because for Lent I am giving up Catholicism. Dean is like, oh, I was expecting you to be a little bit more... Judgy or... You know, eye-rolly or judgy about this whole thing. And Sam's like, no, like, you deserve to have fun. (laughs) And then they start talking about what Bobby has said and... Uh, there's been like crop failure like uh, how do you they said it multiple times in the episode and I still don't know how to pronounce it how do you pronounce cicada cicadas cicada so there's also like a cicada storm going on in this one place Nebraska right and they're like it could be demonic 
omens or it could be just crop failure and like a bug infestation but it's the only lead they have right now so they go there why are the demons only haunting the usa yeah i mean i mean i know it's just because supernatural (laughs) but i want to believe that like at like every single border there's like a little demon trap drawn there and all the other countries were like but America can deal with this. Literally, they, literally, Canadians were like, we know about the demons and we are not fucking with them. So keep them in your fucking border. Yeah. Like, they can't get to Alaska because it's not contiguous. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't yeah. they, like, Is go to Alaska in, in an episode in Supernatural? Oh, for real? Yeah, and huh, it's like a big fun. deal that they're like, we're driving to Alaska. So we have to go through foreign territory. Yeah, a little bit. This is actually yeah. a really good episode. It's in season 15 and I like it so much. What happened? Like, can you give me a hint? So I the Billiards. It's the Billiards episode. Huh, I have no clue. Well, they play billiards for luck to buy their luck back because Chuck took away their luck, right? Oh, this is the one where Sam burns his hands because he's been taking (laughs) things off the stove just without gloves before this. Yeah. God has apparently given him immunity from being burned by the stove. Well, after Dean had to save the protagonist of his show, like, by dragging him out at age four, God was like, Sam cannot die in a fire anymore. Exactly. Uh, Also, Dean references Apocalypse Now in this scene, which is the worst movie in the entire world. It's a Vietnam War movie based off of, like, the book Heart of Darkness, but transposed to the Vietnam War. I had to watch it in class in 10th grade. It was just me and, like, 20 other people sitting in, like, our dark school theater watching people in rice hats get shot at for, like, two hours. (laughs) Why was this something that you experienced? I don't know. It was, like, part of our fucking, like... Shakespeare's Macbeth unit? It had nothing to do with Macbeth, (laughs) you guys. I, you know what it is? My teacher, like, had a crush on Marlon Brando, and he's in Apocalypse Now. I think that's literally it. Like, we had to watch the Streetcar Named Desire movie in class two, and it's literally because he wanted to fuck Marlon Brando so bad it made him look stupid. And it did make him look stupid. <laughs> it made him look so stupid. But yeah, you think John showed this to Dean and was like, look, everyone on here killing Asian people is just like me for real. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Alright, so we are the we are just outside of Lincoln, Nebraska. The like title thing couldn't even give us like a town name. So, uh, yeah, they're outside this farmhouse, there's cicadas everywhere, Dean's eating a cheeseburger, and Bobby comes out and his first word is to judge Dean about it, 
And yeah. Dean does his whole, like, well, I only have a year to right. live, so whatever, like, my, like, blood pressure can deal. Uh, and he tries to get the farmhouse people to open up by saying Candy Graham. What does that mean? Hilarity. Okay, so Candy Grams are, like, a thing that happens during Valentine's Day where... Like, beforehand, you, like, buy, like, a candy gram from, like, a little table that's set up by your student council during lunch, and then, like, on Valentine's Day, they'll go around and deliver it to the people you deliver, like, a little heart lollipop to the people you order it from, so you have to say, like, yeah. Yeah. It's Um, like a telegram from candy. Yeah, Yeah, it's a telegram with candy. Yeah. You experienced that in high school? No. I... No. Or maybe, but I wasn't really involved. I remember it mostly in middle school because, Mm. like, during winter, as a way to raise money for, like, our choir class, we did fucking singing candy grams. Where, yeah, we would go around to classrooms and we'd sing one of the, like, the, like, Christmas songs on the repertoire, uh, that people could pick from and then hand someone a candy. It was so embarrassing, and I bought one for each of the teachers that I liked because I wanted to support my choir financially. Horrific. I cannot imagine you in a choir. The only time I have heard you sing, quote-unquote, is when you sang, like, Sexy Back. Do you remember I that? I did not sing. I recited. Yes. The Meanwhile, point of the have... choir is that everyone else covers up your voice. Exactly. What we do for, like, Valentine's is kind of the same, but it's, like, the band people who organize it. So they play a uh-huh. serenade to, and like a flower and a serenade to whoever you ask to give them to. It's kind of sweet. Oh my god, uh-huh. I, miss, that is I sweet. miss being in school during Valentine's Day. My favorite hobby yeah. at, back then was um, asking the girls in my class who got bouquets if I can take pictures with their bouquets. <laughs> <laughs> and then I post them. <laughs> What? You'd be, like, so grateful and humbled to know that so many people love me on this Valentine's Day. No, exactly. I do do that. I have done that. I think I I said it to my parents, and my parents were like, wow, like, who gave you flowers? And I'm like, who knows? And the flowers were given to my friend by her parents, who sent them from, like, the province, so... So fun. Yeah, I do think that the reason they had it in middle school is that I feel like they were very, they were very rarely sent with romantic intent. Like, you just did it for, like, your friends or your teachers. I feel like I never really saw a case of, like, a secret admirer doing it or something. Uh, yeah, so they go and they hear screams, but it's actually a TV um, playing in front of Three corpses. This scene terrified me. Like, every single time there is 
a thing in media that in any way reminds me of A Rose for Emily. Who wrote A Rose mm. for Emily? Was that Flan- Flan- Flannery O'Connor? Uh, yeah, Flannery It's Faulkner. It's Faulkner. Oh, it's, it's Faulkner. Okay, yeah, it's the other Southern Gothic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Every time I read anything that reminds me of uh, fucking The Rose for Emily by William Faulkner, I get the fucking hives. Like, literally, I saw the three corpses on my screen, and I broke, I like, my skin broke into goosebumps. It's mm. it brings such a visceral feeling out of me, and they do it well this episode. Like the corpses look so fucking good. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, also a fun moment is that the woman on the TV yells, "I hate this family!" Like right over a shot of Dean. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I, I I actually really like the part where they're like looking around the room, uh-huh. and it's like the the TV is playing, because yeah. it's such a nice mood setter, right? Like someone is I on agree. the TV screaming, and there's just three dead corpses and three guys walking around the room. So true. Yeah. Dean, like he hears the sounds, he goes outside to check it out, and he gets knocked out. By Isaac, who is, uh, we learn as soon as Bobby recognizes him and his wife Tamara, a fellow hunter. Who's British? Yes, Sorry. Tamara's British. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, OMG, Crowley is not the first British person in this fucking show. Who would have thought? Yeah. Because for Tamara. Wait, wait, Bella is also British. Yeah, Bella's also British. (laughs) Congratulations on the death of your queen. (laughs) Yeah, sorry that they're gonna spend all your tax money on a funeral and also ban all comedy shows for two weeks. Is that true? Yeah, no, that you're not. All, yeah, because the because all programming it's like official is like BBC morning, programming. Right. So yeah, official morning, no comedy shows. Yeah, like whatever. Like, do you know how many fun jokes people could be making on TV right now about the Queen dying if you weren't being so annoying about this? So we go to this like little, kind of dungeon feeling place, and. Yeah, uh, but Dean it's is literally on... Isaac and Tamara's house. They live in. Is it for real? Oh uh, my god! Yeah, oh, the maybe it's just a place. Set. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just, just a place a... that they're yeah. staying in for the moment. Yeah, and it looks like yeah. a fucking dungeon. And Dean is like in the corner, <laughs> apparently flirting with a woman by saying that you have my sister's name. Yeah. <laughs> What is wrong with you, Eric Kripke? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So he's flirting with a woman, and then, I mean, the resolution of that is revealed later. But what we have here is Isaac and Tamara basically uh, fucking, like, talking about talking to each other about, like, oh, where's the, where's the Palo Alto? Is that what? Palo Santo? Yeah. Where's the... 
what they're talking about like where's the palo santo which is like this like wood stake that they have that's like holy and like just the whole point of that conversation is to establish that they're together they're married and they have a good dynamic yeah they're cute but also it's they're laying it on a bit thick the writer it's like it's all like like okay dear like Thank Who you, says that? And it's like you if it wasn't for me, you'd die. <laughs> like what goes what goes on? But also that's exactly what Eric Kripke does to establish Sam Jess and the pilot. Like yeah. where would I be without you? Without like, you. oh like yeah, you'd probably crash and burn. Like that's Eric Kripke's signal for like one member of this relationship will be dead by the end of this episode. Yeah. At some point, like, Sam asks, what do you, how did, how did you guys start hunting? But they refuse to answer. Uh, Well, they, kind of, uh, they hesitate. And then Sam was like, no, 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 you don't have to answer. But as they're about to answer, uh, Dean is done with his call. And... (laughs) He says, like, yeah, yeah, uh, Jenny, I'd love to have an apple teeny with you. Yeah, I'll call you later. Bye. And then he hangs yeah. up and he's like, he makes this face on apple teeny. And it's like a bold words from the purple nurple guy. First of all, an apple teeny is an apple martini, right? Yeah, I think so. What is I a hear martini? Delicious. Isn't like, olives right i think martinis have olives as garnishes but i don't think they're like olive flavored well there's a dirty martini which has like olive water olive juice fun stuff you don't drink so this is not yeah yeah so it looks like an apple teeny is vodka and then apple schnapps and then like sugar and shit Dean relays the information that he got from Jenny, who is apparently a coroner's tech, which is that the bodies died from dehydration and starvation. Like, they literally just sat down and did not get up. And Bobby says that, like, if... (laughs) So true. But Bobby says that if this is a demon attack, it's unlike any other demon attack he has seen before. Uh, and Dean's like, oh, what are we gonna do? And this is when Isaac comes in and is like, uh, we are not gonna do anything? We're not the Scooby gang? <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, he, uh, and they don't play along with others well. So, him and Tamara, they just stick together. And then he starts berating Sam and Dean and Bobby about yeah. being the ones who opened the gate of hell. I don't get this. This is a recurring thing throughout this episode, and I don't get it. What do you like, mean? How are they to blame? Well, I mean, they did open it, so... They were how there. Did they? They were there when Jake opened it, and then they pushed it closed. <laughs> no, yeah, Exactly. Like, I don't, like, is the point just that you should have been better at stopping Jake? 
I mean, I don't think they were sitting there like, this is how it went down. I think it was just like, a gate of hell just opened and the Winchester boy seems to be there when it happened. It must have been their fault. And it's, I don't think Sam and Dean are the type Uh to be like, no, it wasn't our fault at all. Especially like Sam, who's like, it's always my fault, you know? Yeah, no, because I'm saying that later... Okay, I get why Isaac believes this, but later, like, Sam and Dean are all like, it's our fault, we did it. Like, when talking amongst themselves, and it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, these fuckers are like, we're the main characters, and you are literally (laughs) not. (laughs) I mean, you literally are, but you're also literally not. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. I do Dean, Yeah, I do wonder what the account that Hunter's Digest got. Is it just like like Sam and Dean scene exiting the scene where a bunch of demons got loose? Exactly. I think that yeah. is one. It's like a paparazzi moment. <laughs> yeah. Dean is quite defensive. He's trying to defend their honor. And uh, Tamara, uh, no, and Isaac is like, no, 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 and Tam and Tamara are the ones who are like, stop this, shall we? Tamara at some point even says like, that's enough testosterone for now. He, Isaac also says there's like not enough hunters in the world to handle this, which is like, I just really don't get why they aren't telling people about demons. You like apparently you can just like defend yourself by putting a fucking rosary in a like aquafina bottle. Like so true. Ugh, whatever. So uh Tamara and Isaac get out and then Woo! uh The Bobby, woo is not for like, tomorrow and, and Isaac leaving. I like them. The woo is yeah. about the upcoming scene. Like Bobby looks out the window, etc. etc. and then like, just, like, right smack outside the house, somebody walks into frame, and she's blonde, she is, yes. she looks badass, you know, leather good jacket. for her, leather jacket, she looks great. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time that we meet Ruby! Ruby! Woo! Yeah, no, this was so exciting. I guess I never really thought of myself as, like, a huge Ruby fan. But, like, as soon as she appears, it's like, oh my god, you're the most important person in the show. Hi! She she just has a great stage presence. Yeah. Is it is this, like, a Ruby 1 situation or a Ruby Ruby situation for you? Uh, I mean, they're the same person to me, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like the Meg. It's not a Meg situation. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby, Ruby's just Ruby. Yeah. Though, I I guess it is funny when later it's like, this is Jared Padalecki's wife. (laughs) So true of them. So we are at a clothing store. And... This demon goes up to some random woman and is like, 
he like is all creepy and puts a hand on her shoulder and he's like, hey, look over there. That woman's holding some pretty nice shoes, huh? And like, she's like, damn, they are nice. And she like follows the woman out of the store demanding the shoes. And when she says no, she literally murders her. By, like, slamming her against a car again and again. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that, this is also just what white women are like, though. (laughs) So. (laughs) The shoes aren't even that good, you guys. They're just, like, green heels. They are green. That's a red flag. If someone is wearing green shoes, run. Yeah, but I guess, like, maybe it was, like, a fun little, like, oh, the demon is envy and jealousy, like, the color of jealousy is green, so, like, woo. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right, so, we know now that this guy is possessed by the demon envy and that the other people were possessed or affected by sloth. So yeah, that's what the seven are. Ugh. We got to like, you know, cops are here uh, cause this is clearly a crime scene. Sam's on the scene. And then <laughs> so <laughs> we go inside the store and what Dean has been doing is talking to, like, a pretty young blonde woman, and he's mirroring, like, the creepy-ass, like, thing that Envy did where he, like, has his hand on this woman's shoulder. What would you do if, like, a random guy just put his hand on your shoulder? I would freak. I would start biting fingers. He says, What happened outside makes you realize how fragile life really is. You've gotta make every second count. Dean Winchester is literally that guy who, after the Queen died, would unironically text, like, the Queen's death made me realize how I never treated you like the Queen you really were. (laughs) Like, text me back, baby. (laughs) November 5th really reminded me how much despair I was in when I lost you. Call me back, baby girl. (laughs) I watched this episode on, I still have a sore throat, but I watched this episode on a day where I had a very sore throat, and I could feel, like, all four of the cough drops I'd eaten that day vacate me as I paused and screamed for, like, 20 seconds over what Dean is doing here. (laughs) So, yeah, Sam finally shows up. And goes like, Dean, what are you doing? We don't have time for your blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, right. He's being a bit judgy. Um, You know, the real Sam is poking through. He's like, I'm working. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And Dean does like this clearly put on thing where he's like, sorry, but you know, I just don't have that much time left. You know? And Sam literally goes like, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Girl, why? I'm I mean, so, listen, so if, if I, like, had a terminal condition, 
I would also be pulling that out of my ass every second. But I, I would end it with, like, I'm just kidding, keep going. I wouldn't, like, go the full, like, hog the way Dennis. And, okay, like, all of this is pretty comedic, but, you know, as we, like, as we, like, address, like, in text later this episode, Dean's whole demon deal thing was a purely selfish act. So the fact that he's, like, cashing in on it twice by also using it to, like, lord it over Sam every second he can get so that Sam won't judge him about anything is, like, ugh. Okay, Dean, you're annoying as shit. He is. Yeah. Bobby comes in in a suit. (laughs) Right. Good for him! Yeah, his hair is all slicked back. He just spoke to the suspect because he was masquerading as an attorney for the DA's office. That poor suspect. (laughs) What? I mean, that poor suspect. I mean, she's fucking guilty, but like, come on. (laughs) Like, not, like, of her own volition. Yeah, poor woman. Yeah. If Sam and Dean were gonna masquerade as attorneys for the DA's office, they would just show up in their leather jacket. Like, and, like, Carhartt not even trying. I appreciate that Bobby dressed up. Um, yeah, so it doesn't seem like she was possessed, she literally was like, I just really wanted those shoes. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I mean, she really did been... just want those shoes. Want those shoes. Um, and yeah, Sam reports that they haven't seen any sulfur, but Dean says, hey, there's a security camera here. Let's check that out. They see in the security camera the guy who approaches the woman. You know, what we saw earlier. And they were like, oh, yeah. that must be our guy. And, like, this entire scene, all I was thinking of was, that camera is aimed directly at this conversation and is so fucking clear. It's mm. it's amazing. It's amazing what they've done. Yeah. They were like, let's ignore the rest of the store. Who needs to see the rest of this fucking store anyway? We have our suspect <laughs> right here. So they head out, and as Sam is walking down the street, Ruby is behind him. She's, like, walking at the same pace as he is. But the moment he notices, like, someone is following him and he turns around, she's gone. Mysterious. Oh, I have a question. Yeah? Do we know that she's a demon at this point? Like, has her eyes been shown yet? No, not yet, right? No, they're keeping us in suspense. Like, the disappearing is like, huh, something is supernatural about her, but maybe she's, like, a chill supernatural entity. Exactly. Like, she, I feel like they set her up to, like, be a potential antagonist, but then she saves their, li- like, their lives at the end, so you're like, oh, so she's good? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, I also wonder Lots if of we're mystery. supposed to think yeah. she's Meg, because, yeah. like, yeah, that's Sam's the last side Sam stalker code. that we saw. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, next scene, we have Bobby and Dean... Staking out outside of this bar 
and like they're saying that the guy that they've seen on the camera this the person that they see in the camera uh frequents this bar so they're waiting out and uh, at some point sam comes in like he goes like boo at the window and shocks dean and then he enters the car did you see this he enters the car. He opens the front door and then we show yeah. him in the back. I think Dean adjusts his seat. What, so that Sam can forward over him? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Maybe Dean Why? really does love Sam. Have we considered <laughs> that maybe... Dean really just loves his insufferable brother who tries to get on the back seat of a car by going at the front seat of the car. <laughs> anyway, um, they realize that this guy is from Chicago. So, like, he went missing after the Devil's Gate opened. So, that's fun. Wait, the guy enters the bar, right? So... They finally see the guy enter the bar and Dean goes like, oh, we need to follow him, blah, blah, blah. And Bobby's like, no, we can't because we don't know what these fuckers are up to. Like, I've never seen a demon do what he did. So we just need to stake out and all that shit. And Dean and Bobby start arguing about the whole, like, we're just gonna watch him kill someone and then we'll do something instead of doing something now, shit like that. And then Sam is like, I don't think we have a choice anymore. And he points, and Isaac and Tamara are following the demon right into the bar. Ugh. Yeah. I... So, I mean... Something terrible happens to Isaac pretty soon. And it feels like the narrative being like, this is your fault for not wanting to work with Sam and Dean, right? It feels narratively like they're being like, this is on you for not working with Sam and Dean. I mean, yeah. And also, like... I hate it. Yeah, like... It's it's the same like deal where it's like Sam and Dean are the only hunters who can stop everything that they have stopped, you know, like Yeah. It's just not like, true. They didn't and even know vampires were real. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I kind of get the whole the thing that they're trying to do here where it's like uh we're kind of antagonizing the hunters because they're antagonizing the brothers because they think the brothers did something wrong. Yeah, but the brothers think the brothers did something wrong. Like, literally right before this, Sam is like, not the demons let out of the gate. Like, the demons we let out of the gate, you guys. I I feel like what is maybe more happening narratively is more... Like, Dean's whole thing this episode is that he's being reckless with his life and, like, rushing into this hunt, like, without consideration of, like, a larger plan. And, like, but, like, they can't This is what they did. Yeah. Yeah, they can't kill Dean off because they need Dean to die at the end of the season. So they're just, like, 
let's bring in these other hunters who are doing what Dean wants to do to show that it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And we'll punish them for for making bad choices. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, so they go in and we get the two of them in a bar and apparently they're just armed with one single flask of holy water. Like Absolutely wild. And it it doesn't make sense. Like they like the fact that they knew about this holy wood that can pin down demons that not even Bobby knew about like means that they're knowledgeable and experienced hunters. Like there's yeah. no way that they would just show up with a single flask of holy water and then have nothing else. Like this is just a stupid setup so that like Isaac can be killed brutally. He is about to go off to like kill some demons, I guess, but the bartender stops him, like throws away the flask and like his eyes flash black and he's all like I don't like hunters in my bar (laughs) which I love that this implies that before this this was just this was also just like a I like that he has ownership over the bar you know like he's only been here for like a week but this is his bar now (laughs) (laughs) like he's paying taxes on it and everything uh so yeah, and then we look around and literally everyone in the bar is a demon. Like, this is a demon hangout spot. Uh, Bobby and Dean are, like, trying to get in to help them, but the doors are super locked and shit. So that's not happening. So we now have this scene where it's Isaac and Tamara surrounded in a circle by, like, white people wanting to hurt them. And, I mean, Supernatural just has a thing where, like, when there's a black character on screen, like, they're, like, the only black character on screen. In this yeah. in this case, we have two, but, like, they're sort of a unit. And so, like, whenever... Something like this happens, like when Jake was surrounded by the fucking Winchester shooting squad last episode. It looks fucking gross and terrible. (laughs) So, yeah, we have this. It looks fucking gross and terrible. And, like, several of the demons start threatening to rape Tamara? Is sort of the vibe, like, it's unclear whether they want to possess her or rape her, but it definitely feels more like the latter. Mm -hmm. Yay, fun. Love that. Uh, (laughs) And then, like, one of the guys, like, shows up and starts controlling Isaac, and basically he... Uh, it's very bad to watch. He basically, okay, he kills Isaac by mind controlling Isaac to make him drink a whole bottle of like drain cleaner. And like the whole time, like, you know, like Tamara's restrained and like screaming and crying and like begging him to stop. And like all the demons around are laughing. 
Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. this was a scene where I was like, that's enough supernatural for today, and then left the room <laughs> for a bit. It's, yeah. it's very brutal. It's not good. It's bad. <laughs> that is my take. It's bad. It's unnecessarily graphic for what I think they're trying to do, which is just to go, like, if Dean had gone into this unprepared, then he would have died. Like, they didn't have to do this about it. I don't think it's unnecessarily graphic, but I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there are two points and, like, the two points- or three points. Like, the- Dean would be- it's bad if Dean rushes into this. Like, the new demons that we let out of hell are, like, especially brutal. Brutal, yeah. also, like- Oh, the the seven in the title is the sins, and this is gluttony. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess there are three points, and I mean at least the gluttony wasn't like he sits there and eats fries until he dies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just yeah, it's I feel like it's just d- difficult to watch. And, yeah, maybe, like, maybe, like, the point of it is that it's difficult to watch, but I also think that Supernatural usually has a cap on, like, how graphic their death scenes are. Like, that's why they usually do, like, cutaway and blood splatter. And the fact that, like, the only cuts away from, like, like, the drain cleaner and him, like, choking and, like, blood pouring out of his mouth are, like, to Tamara, like, screaming... Like, there's no break from it, and I feel mm-hmm. like that that's, like, a deviation from what Supernatural's standard of what they're gonna show violence-wise is, and the fact that it's being enacted on, like, a black man surrounded by white people laughing sort of just, I think, makes it more bad to look at. And I feel like that wasn't really put into consideration. Yeah, so there's that. Um, and they're about to try to kill Tamara, too, but then Bobby drives his entire car through the bar. So they're in now, and, like, the three of the the, the main guys of this episode come out and just start tossing water around. Uh, and Sam grabs Tamara, like, Telling her, like, he's dead, like, we have to go. Dean doesn't leave as soon as he should, because he's too busy, like, fighting and shit and being bad at I I did... I did guffaw when they busted it, and it wasn't the Impala, because oh, yeah. I thought no, what they, they did. Had a debate about this. I know they did. Like they were like, we can't get he it. He was like, yeah, like, like we have the to one drive a car it. through, and he's like, not my baby. And they play ten rounds of rock paper scissors. And if they hadn't, if Dean hadn't defended the Impala so much, Isaac would still be alive. Exactly. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so Dean gets Envy and he stuffs him in the trunk before they drive off. Yeah. So, Envy. This is, like, the original guy, right? The guy from the store. 
Yeah. He is sitting on a, like a devil's trap. Well, he's sitting on a chair under a devil's trap. And Tamara and Sam are like arguing about Tamara wanting to go back to the bar and like avenge Isaac and also get his body. Mm. And when Tamara was like, you stay here, I'm heading back to the bar. And Dean says like, I'll go with her. And Sam's like, it's suicide, Dean. Dean's like, so what? I'm already dead. I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Dean. And then Sam outlines that, like, you can't shoot them, you can't stab them, there's no way to kill them except to exercise them, which (laughs) is also very difficult. And Tamara's like, I don't care. And Sam's like, we don't even know how many they are. In which case, Bobby comes in and goes, well, I do. There are seven of them. And, and he says, they're it's the magnificent. <laughs> the magnificent seven is, in fact, the seven fucking deadly sins. And then Dean goes, huh, what's in the box? <laughs> what is he referencing? Uh... Well, he says it. Seven, the movie with Brad Pitt in it. I actually quite like this movie. It's like... I mean, spoiler, I guess, for Seven. But it ends with, like, the main cop's, like, wife or something. Oh, Uh, wait. I think my friend told me about this. Yeah, her head is put in a box and it's like... Look inside the box. What's in the box? And it's her head. So that's the reference. And like the oh, guy, the antagonist of that movie, yeah, yeah, trying to the stage them to be movie. seven deadly sins. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's and seven. His own death is wrath from the cops seeing his dead wife's head. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, they 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 dump some lore on us about like back in 1589 some guy was like uh in the classification of demons human vices are not just human vices but actual demons so this family like we said earlier the family was touched yeah. by sloth the shopper was touched by envy isaac was touched by gluttony and Tamara's like, I don't give a rat's ass about any of this. I'm going to slaughter them all. And Bobby says, we already did it your way. And you failed. So that's not going to happen. He's shouting and at he's this point. he's shouting like right in her face. And yeah. like, like, give, like no one in this room is giving her any fucking sympathy about the fact that she just lost her husband of eight years. Well, at at the end of this tirade, Bobby yeah. does go, I am sorry for your loss. Yeah, and but I, also, I just, like, seeing the way that they, he dealt with Dean losing Sam, like, being, like, like gentle yeah. and, like, bringing him food, like, going maybe straight he should have shouted yelling at, at her face. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe he should have shouted, shouted at Dean. <laughs> 
But since, yeah, but since he didn't, this few, I don't like that he's changed here. Yeah, I also, I also don't like the way that they were like, Tamara is just so irrational. Like, that's the way she's yeah. kind of portrayed, right? And it's yeah, a- like, she's a liability, like, she's overly emotional, like... Okay, Dean like liter- her husband like, of eight years is dead, and Dean just made a demon deal about Sam. Literally, <laughs> literally, Dean just made a demon deal. I completely forgive her for all of her actions. Yeah, like whatever, it's fine. She's allowed to have a moment for a while. Yeah. So they interrogate Envy. Blah blah blah. And Envy basically says that what he wants, or what they want, the seven deadly sins, is just to be free. Yeah, so they're just having fun that they're out and about in the wild now. And Tamara gets mad, like, punches him. And eventually, Envy starts talking to... uh, everyone about like how can you tell us that we're sins which one of you can cast the first stone you dean you're a bill you're a walking billboard of gluttony and lust and dean is like yeah (laughs) good for him and he says tamara you're all wrath and it's the reason why you and Isaac became hunters in the first place. So much easier to drink in the rage than to face what really happened. All those... They're really teasing what happened, like... Yeah. What, the reason why they become hunters. And it's revealed yeah. a little bit later. I feel like we can Tamara, guess as soon as they're, like, reticent about it that their kid got killed by some kind of monster, though, right? Well, a little bit, yeah. And also, it's not that big of a reveal. Or at least the narrative doesn't yeah. treat it as such. So, uh-huh. so Tamara punches I'm him and they pull her back. I'm obsessed with how he's like... He, he starts off his whole speech with like, you really think you're better than me? Like, he's literally like, well, I murder people for fun all the time, but you eat cheeseburgers sometimes, so who is the real monster here? I mean, I'm kind of sad that he didn't acknowledge Sam or Bobby. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like Tamara's not the only wrathful person here. Like, oh, like, she's angry because her husband died and they started hunting because their kid was killed like what has like john been training sam and dean to do the whole time like i don't i feel like dean's main things are not gluttony and lust but i think that's also because i think gluttony and lust aren't even bad so i don't really count them as much anyway yeah he says that like you People are just animals, horny, greedy, hungry, violent animals. And you guys, you'd be slaughtered like animals too. Because all of the seven deadly sins are coming for me. Uh, And Dean is like, you will be in hell though. So, bye-bye. Someone send this clown packing, which is a funny phrase to me. Hilarious. And later, Bobby yeah. calls him, like, a jokester. Like, Kripke was like, I've decided that I'm gonna try to expand my insults for men beyond son of a bitch. 
And the only thing I can think of are clown and jokester. Tamara starts exercising the guy. And they don't even focus on her. Like, yeah, they have they Bobby and Sam and Dean, like, have a conversation in the next room while the exorcism is happening. Dean says, like, why don't you guys take Tamara and just fucking leave? And I'll stay back and slow down the seven deadly sins and buy everyone sometime. And Sam says, you're insane, Dean. Forget about it. And Dean's like, there's six of them. We're outmanned. We're outgunned. We're dead by dawn. But they, but Bobby makes the argument that whatever they do anyway, they're gonna be dead anyway. So just if we're gonna go down, Sam makes Sam says this. So what's it say? Uh, if we're gonna go down, we're going down together. All right, go Sam. Go Sam. And then uh, Envy finally screams. The guy collapses. Sam asks, like, what happened? And Tamara's like, demon's out of the guy. And Sam's like, and the guy? And Tamara is like, he didn't make it. Which I think they were trying to do something with that. They were trying to do something with, like, being possessed with, like, what that is about this episode. Because they also make a point of, like, burning the bodies of everyone who was possessed. And also having someone they know be possessed. So, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think they were trying to do? I mean, I I I would say they were trying, trying uh-huh. to be like these are people, but it didn't really feel like it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, but also like. I feel like they were trying to do something with Tamara here where it's like she doesn't care about the guy who got possessed by Envy because like her didn't make it I think it's supposed to be like a mean one. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, uh, so we have Sam and Dean prepping for battle. Um... And, like, there's a music cue. Uh, the transcript says it's called We Shall Not Be Moved. Um, yeah, it's fun. And they start to hear sounds outside. And it's a demon possessing Isaac. And he's yelling out for Tamara saying, like, please help me, like, please let me in. Heathcliff, I'm so cold, let me into your window, oh, etc. And, mm-hmm. uh, Tamara is aware fully that this is, like, a demon possessing Isaac, which I appreciate. I'm kind of annoyed at tropes like this where someone's like, what if it's actually them? It's not... So yeah, she's fully aware of that, but it's still I'll be very I'll be honest, devastating. Yeah, I'll be honest. When she stabbed him, I was yeah. like waiting for the whole like, it's not actually a demon, like it's actually <laughs> him. <laughs> I was tricked. 
You I were was, tricked. Okay, yeah. I was. I, I, I was like, I think I was like, at, I, I knew that like demons could read minds, you know? So mm-hmm. like the, the whole like, we promised in Lake Michigan thing. Like that could easily be a fake. But like the moment she was like, I know he's not you. And then like the split second between the contact of the blade to the demon and the demon like being you know the demon death thing that they do mm-hmm. the like little electrified thing that they do i i legitimately thought it was gonna be him so okay also wait okay was it an electrified demon death thing because yeah i think so like she you can't they don't have anything that can kill a demon i thought she stabbed him with the like holy wood to like pin him there so that she could exercise him right maybe so but like i legitimately thought it was gonna be him but yeah no that would have been a big ouch yeah yeah, so gladly it is not him. Right, so he's pounding on the door and he says, like, why won't you let me in? Like, you left me behind there. Like, how could you do that? Because we swore at that lake in Michigan that we would never leave each other. And he says, like, you're just gonna let me die? Well, I guess that's what you do. Like, that night those things came to our house and came for our daughter. You just let her die. Um, yeah, and it's obviously taking a toll. Um, and, yeah, so she freaks out a bit, understandably, and she, like, jumps out of the door, like, tackles him, and then yells, like, you're not Isaac, and then stabs him with the holy wood. Yeah, um, so we just get more battle sequence stuff. So what's happening with Bobby is that Gluttony approaches him, but then gets caught in a devil's trap. And Bobby says, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. What part of gluttony involves, like, being stupid? I mean, I think that's just, like, the trope that they're getting from. Which I am annoyed by, but, like, whatever. Okay, yeah, so Bobby commits a little fat phobia and then starts exercising. Um, or sorry, oh, so I no. was like Wait, fat oh, drunk. This was, sorry, this was sloth and not gluttony. The transcript says this is sloth. Maybe uh. okay. Interesting. Okay, then yeah, I guess. I guess you could be st- what like is this stupid because you're not putting time into to like <laughs> learning shit. Okay, then what about Who the fat knows? and the drunk? Okay. What? Also, Ever. like, yeah. isn't Bobby called a drunk by Cass at some yeah. point? Like- yeah, Cass calls him, like, a, an old drunk. Like, he was like, we saved the world with the help of two boys and an and old an drunk. old drunk. Go, Cass. <laughs> I forgive you for all the atrocities, my boy. Yes, it's okay. So, uh, Dean is, like, being 
backed into a corner by a woman who is lust. And yeah. uh, she does the whole like, I'm not gonna hurt you, not unless you want me to. And then they start like kissing passionately, which I feel bad about. Sorry, yeah. Dean. Sorry, Dean. And then Sam is uh upstairs and a demon like busts in and the demon is like in a business suit. Do you think <laughs> this demon was like do you think this demon possessed like a fucking Wall Street banker or something? Yeah, like on or, purpose, yes. Yeah, like on okay, purpose. It's, it's or he just found so a rando and then like clothes shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he like, was like, I have I too will... much pride for the fucking, like, graphic t-shirt this guy is in right now. Let me head over to a store for a second. He was like, I will go to H&M and I will buy a suit. Thank you very much. Good for him. Yeah. And, yeah, Sam guesses that is pride. And pride cracks the ceiling. So... Devil's Trap deactivated. Yeah. And then he starts talking to Sam. And he says, like, we've all heard about you, Sam Winchester. The prodigy. The boy king. Boy king. Look at you now. I don't, you, I've got to tell you, I don't believe the hype. And then he says, like, you're a cut-rate piss for human. <laughs> and <laughs> so true. And then... <laughs> He he kind of implies that Yellow Ice was on his side, so now that Yellow Ice is dead. Yeah. Like, he says, like, now that he's dead, I don't really have to do a damn thing now, do I? You're fair game now, boy. And it's open season. Also, when he says, like, I'm not gonna bow to you, I have my pride, Sam does, like, a little smirk that I see a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Sam. Hi, Sam Hello, Winchester. Sammy. Hello, Sam Winchester. <laughs> Greetings, Meanwhile, Samuel Winchester. Uh, <laughs> what do you I, think is Sam's yeah. middle name? I did. <laughs> Wasn't there like a con where like J two said that Sam and Dean's middle names are each other's first names? No, <laughs> Samuel Dean Winchester. The funniest thing that's ever happened. Mary knew exactly two names, and they were exactly. both. They were like her father and her mother, right? Yeah, yeah. And John was like, "You know hey, what? Maybe we could for put like reason. my mom in for the middle names." And she was like, "No, it's Sam Dean Winchester and Dean Sam Winchester, or I'm divorcing you." <laughs> do you think like for some reason whenever people ask me like what do you think are the middle names of the Winchester brothers oh, I don't have yeah, an answer no, I have actual oh I have actual answers and it's okay. Luke for Sam and Michael for Dean I think Mike Dean Michael Winchester is so real and true yeah. Luke is so fucking corny get out of here <laughs> Shut up! Yeah. They were destined think, from birth. I think, you know what? I think, okay, this is so, 
I don't actually know what the status of this name is in terms of like a race. It's common here in the okay. Philippines because you know we were. I don't know. What's Miguel? What's the status of Miguel in like white people names? Uh, I feel like it's like a Latin name, pretty exclusively. That sucks. I want him to be Samuel Miguel so bad. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. I I just I like Luke for Sam because it's also like a book of the Bible that I feel like he would like yeah. a lot. But then after he like you finds think out he would like Luke? Luke? I don't. Okay, I think Sam likes every book of the Bible because he's a good that's little Catholic untrue. boy. Okay, that's untrue. Okay, fine. Sam Sam doesn't read the Song of Solomon. <laughs> he's like, it's no, it's too dirty. <laughs> Uh, I think I've made this I've said this in the podcast before but in school we were made to memorize the order of the Bible fucking uh, books and Uh up until now I still find that so incredibly funny like we didn't even read the Bible like we read the Bible in increments but it's not like we were out there like reading the Bible like you know like full on uh-huh. reading it. Yeah. The only time I've read an entire book of the Bible is at my school that was non Catholic, like high school, where we uh-huh. read like Job. And that was it. Like back in Catholic school we didn't do it and yet we memorized the entire like order of the books in the Bible. Wild. <laughs> okay. Ugh, that's fun. What is the song is Solomon fun. placed in between? It's a song that I have. So, like, I can't tell you right sing now. I have to it. sing the song. <laughs> okay. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut it out. I'm not listening. Oh, it's between Ecclesiastes and Isaiah. Okay, I guess going from Ecclesiastes to the Song of Songs is not a huge deviation. Like, it's not going from Leviticus to Song of Songs. Yeah. Oh wait, I got I got the book of Luke and John mixed up. Yeah, like, I think okay, you, John, I also think yeah, you did. Yeah, never mind. Sam would not give a shit about Luke. <laughs> yeah. You think the I think Sam would be that guy who like he just read the revelations. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Oh my god, you guys, like you know, he's that kind of guy. Like, he read the book of Revelation. The new like, sound of the summer just dropped. <laughs> Literally, sound of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking force horsemen of the apocalypse realness. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, I feel like, okay, I feel like Sam would still like Luke just as a biblical name, and he would like having the name of a prophet. And then after, like, he found out about the Lucifer's vessel thing, he could have, like, a whole angst moment about it. Like, I feel like it'd be fun. I do think that Luke is corny in the way that, like, AU's name Lucifer Luke, and I'm like, you're so funny. But, yeah. Miguel is Michael. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's weird to give it to Sam, too. Yeah, Yeah, that should go to Dean. 
tough luck. In my Mary is Filipino AU. Dean is Dean Miguel. Dean Miguel. Winchester. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And Sam, I don't, I, I can't, I what's it, what, what's the, like, Spanish version of Lucas? Is it Lucas? Spanish Luke name. I think it is Lucas. It's Lucas from the verb lucere, to shine. Oh, right, because Lucifer's the shining one, or what is his, the the morning star? I think the morning morning star, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's Lucifer Morningstar in that one television show, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you don't have a Sam middle name? I don't know. What's... What's a... I mean... What is a good middle name? Ooh, okay. I mean, Elijah? Elijah. Samuel Elijah. That's so fucking biblical, bro. Yeah. Sorry, I'm only taking biblical names for Sam. <laughs> it's a requirement. Let's just name him fucking Jesus. <laughs> Samuel Jesus. Sam Jesus Winchester. Winchester. Samuel Jesus. <laughs> Let's go. That is him. Nope. So true. Literally, oh. Dean Miguel Winchester and Sam Jesus Winchester. <laughs> We did it. We solved it. (laughs) We solved it, you guys. I don't... I kind of want... what I I like Jonah. Like, maybe they... Maybe Mary proposed it as a variation on John. But, you know. I love that guy who's in the whale. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's name Sam Job. Because I think that's very (laughs) fitting. He's... he's What? And every time they take attendance, they're like, Sam... Job Winchester, and he's like, "No, I don't want to be part of the job." So true. Yeah, Sam Job Winchester. Let's go. Honestly, I don't remember anything about the Book of Job. Oh, it's so good. No, but Jonah's <laughs> promotion so good time. Jonah tries to Read run away from. <laughs> Don't even pirate it. The author really needs your support. (laughs) No, but okay, Jonah's so good because God punishes him from running away from his duty. Like, that's, like, so Sam. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to look up Bible male names. They're all gonna be oh, things like Isaac. Isaac. <gasps> oh, Isaac. Yeah. What? Okay. He's. What is he? The first prophet? No. Which prophet is he? I think I'm thinking of Isaiah. <laughs> You're probably thinking about Isaiah. No, no, yeah, no. Isaac, I'm thinking that. Yes. I'm that. Isaac is Abraham's son, the one he brings to the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, wait, wait, yes, he is the Okay, he's the one, the the mountain sacrifice one. Okay, yes, correct. Yeah. No, that's Sam's middle name. Yeah, literally Samuel Isaac Winchester. Yeah, okay, we Imagine naming your kid Isaac. Like, I know several right. guys named Isaac. Like, that is such a weird thing to name your fucking child. Right, it's like, by the way, if God asks, I <laughs> will tie you to the top of a mountain and almost kill you. 
<sighs> so funny. Okay, well, wait, one more thing about what Pride said. So, okay, the implication is that Azazel has been going around to the other princes of hell and pitching his demon army thing, and he's like, guys, look, look, I infected all these babies with demon blood 22 years ago, I'm gonna run a whole death game, and then the winner is gonna, like, be under my protection, he's gonna be, like, a princelet of hell, he's gonna lead my army, and everyone was like, shut up, Azazel, like, whatever. Literally. So true. <laughs> so Dean is still with lust and they're still kissing when he pulls away and shoves her into this bath of holy water. And we know it's holy water <laughs> because there's a rosary floating oh, on yeah. it. And it's, I think it's literally just a fucking bathtub though. Like it's a bathtub yes. with holy water. Amazing. And then upstairs, Sam is getting his ass kicked when suddenly Ruby comes in and she has a knife. She has like a knife holster on her thigh. Yeah. So true of her. Yeah. Literally dream outfit. And she pulls out the knife and she slashes the throat of one demon and red, like, like electricity red kind of light. Flashes <coughs> yeah, from yeah. the cut, right? And, and then she the demon Greed dies before that. Greed says you, so she is known by these. Yeah, things. God, what a badass character. Uh, I think uh, I, I I pointed out like the way the demon died, like the light shit, because yeah. that uh, this is our first demon death. So like. This follows through with the rest of the show. This is how demons die all the time now. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, right, right, right. Because when Azazel dies, it's more of a skull flash thing. Yeah. 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 Demon. Okay, okay. Azazel died, so that's our first demon death. Well, no, I was wrong. Also no, because his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm failing so hard at this. <laughs> Whatever. This is the first guy we stabbed to death. We sliced to death. Whatever. Get mm. gets knifed to death. By Ruby's knife, which is gonna be one of the more iconic weapons in the yes. show. I think second only to so Angel Blade. Angel Blade. Yeah. Exactly. And I know everyone's going, what about the cult? Who give a shit about the cult? Who give a shit? Move on. <laughs> Who give a shit? <laughs> I mean, it comes back in season 12 and there's so much fanfare. So I think people love the cult. Okay, but. I do appreciate that Eileen gets to shoot it, but besides <laughs> that, cast who us cares? too many misses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, he, Ruby kills someone else and then Sam... Like, helps her kill the last one. Yeah, she stabs Pride through his throat up into his mouth. You can see the blade blade over his tongue. It's great. Fun stuff. And then Sam's like, after everything's over, Sam goes, who the hell are you? And Ruby says, 
I'm the girl that just saved your ass. ass. And Sam she says, well, I just so saved good. yours too. What does that mean? Um, when, okay, she was struggling and it seemed like Pride was having the upper hand on her. Ah, so and Sam, then Sam, like, Yeah, Sam did out. the benevolent act of punching that guy once in the face and doing nothing else afterwards. Literally, Sam, you cannot be more wrong. Yeah, you did nothing. Get over it. God, I'm the girl who yeah. just saved your ass. This is so fun. She's like such a like suave, mysterious love interest, you know? I like, know. She's so cool. She's like riding in on her horse. She has her fucking motorcycle jacket. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I, I like the way she is introduced, the character archetype that she is introduced as. Ruby goes, see you around, Sam. And Sam's like, wait! But as he follows her, she disappears into the hall. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, yeah, so there's like three epilogue scenes, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> goes like, as the soon as you on. think it's over, they're like, wait, but another thing. Yeah, so, exactly. uh, yeah, we cut to the next morning, and Sam and Dean are, they're burning the corpses of the three demons that Ruby straight up killed, so, pride, greed, and wrath, um, and then Tamara, she is burning Isaac's body on a funeral pyre, completely alone, Ugh. Right, Sam has this thing where he's like, do you think she's gonna be alright? And he's like, definitely not. And that's just the end of that exchange. Uh, yeah, so Bobby comes out and Sam asks if there are any survivors from the exorcisms, which I appreciate that it was Sam, because I feel like since he's the only one here who's been possessed by a demon so far, like... I get him caring about the vessels more. It's a nice little continuity thing. And also he seems to just care about bystanders more in general. Yeah, so the people who were possessed by lust and sloth, um, they're gonna be okay. Uh, and yeah, they speculate a bit about Ruby's knife. And Dean's like, who was she? The more troubling question is, how come a girl can fight better than you? Literally, there are so many more troubling questions, dude. Like, I don't know how to break it to you, but that girl's literally a fucking demon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I... Just... Okay, I... This is... This is a line... That makes you go, that's enough supernatural for today for a few reasons. First, you know, it's just, you know, there's, there's like, tears of sexism, and, like, there are tears where you're like, okay, like, this is bad, but I'm willing to engage with it. And then there's tears where it's like, you are not reachable to me as a human being anymore. And, like, how come a girl can fight better than you is on a non-reachable tier? Like, at that point, I'm like, find someone else to fix you before I talk to you. (laughs) Um, second, like, Tamara's been here the whole time. 
And, like, I don't know, is the whole time has Dane just been, like, it's fine that she's here because she's a worse fighter than all of us? Like, is that an assumption he's been having the whole time? Or, like, I don't, like, his... Like, because in No Exit, Joe has her thing where she's like, I get it, you're being sexist because you don't think that women can fight. And Teen's like, this isn't gender studies, you stupid idiot bitch. Of course I think girls can fight, but, like, he can't. He doesn't think that here. So I I just, I don't understand what's happening. It's, it's, I don't understand why this line was written in and how it went past editors and they were all like, this seems like in the wheelhouse of things that Dean would say that people would think is like funny. Cause it's just, it's just so incredibly stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So he says it and Sam does not go. Actually, you know, he just goes like, haha, you're so funny, Dean. Um, yeah, he, he, like, la- like, he, like, giggles a bit. <laughs> yeah. See, like, if it was, like, clearly, like, a, like, a Sam's about to say something, and then he's like, like wait, oh, Dean's God, gonna die in a yeah. year. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, okay, sure, whatever. But, like, you know, like, he reacts in a way that this is, like, a normal, cool thing to say, because I guess Kripke thought it was a normal, cool thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, yeah, Sam's like, okay, a more troubling question is, like, what are the other, like, super powerful demons we let out? And Dean's like, yeah, that's pretty bad. So that's epilogue one. Now epilogue two. (laughs) So we're saying goodbye to Tamara. Um, And she's sort of just heading off alone, saying, like, see you guys around. And Bobby tells her to be careful, which I guess is his way of showing that he cares about her. And she leaves. I'm worried about her because she doesn't have other hunting partners and I don't think she's going to stop hunting and I don't think that hunting alone is a good idea. Does she ever come back? I don't think so. Uh, Or if she comes back, probably she's going to come back in season 12. Like... I'm saying, I'm saying this like this, like, oh, and season Asa 12 Fox? is the least, yeah, like, season 12 is the least season that I've watched. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't watched yeah. it as often as the others. So, like, if she comes back there, don't fucking tell me, like, she comes <laughs> back in season 12. Because I, I genuinely don't know. So. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it was good to meet you, Tamara. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Bobby's it's like, funny. okay, I'm heading out now. Look out for cases. And Sam's like, wait. He's like, literally, like, he's walking away. And Sam's like, wait, Bobby. And Bobby's like, what? And Sam's like, we, we can win this war, right? Why is Sam what asking why? this? What? Why? What is Like, the answer here? is no, Sam. <laughs> Obviously. I get. I don't know. I guess it's like, he's probably just feeling shaken up and Bobby's, he's like turning to Bobby as like the father figure that he needs right now and he just wants some reassurance or something. Yeah. Like Bobby's not going to give that to to you. Bobby does not answer. And he's like, well, goodbye. (laughs) F to Sam. Um... 
And, yeah, so they're talking, uh, so now it's Sam and Dean, they're talking about new clans, and Sam says, like, we should go to Louisiana, because Tamara mentioned a hoodoo priestess who might be able to help us out with your demon deal thing. Uh, Tamara is literally the strongest, bravest, kindest person ever for taking even a second out of her day to, I guess at some point, listen to Sam bemoan the fact that Dean has a demon deal and then next actually offer advice and help to him when all he's done this episode is tell her he's dead, stop trying to, like, go back, get over it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Dean goes, like, no. Um, like, we're not gonna do that. Uh, let's just go to, like, Las Vegas or some shit. And Reno. Reno, yeah. yeah. And Sam goes, like, you know what? Like, whatever. I'm done. Like, I'm done trying to be nice to you. I don't care anymore. So true. Uh, he says, like, you know, like, I've been trying so hard to keep you alive, and you act like you don't give a shit. You have some death wish or something? And Dean's like, no, the situation is that the deal that I made said that if we try to get out of the deal, then you die immediately. So yeah. if you try to find a way out, I'm gonna stop you. Oh, uh, yeah, Sam does this whole, like, how could you make that deal, Dean? And Dean says... I couldn't live with you dead. Basically, like, this entire scene, Sam is going like, I live and you die. You're a hypocrite. How do you remember when dad sold his soul for you? I was there. I saw you. And now you're going to do the same thing to me. And the whole time, Dean is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep, yeah. I'm you're selfish. Right. I'm selfish. Uh-huh. Yeah. He says, yeah. it was selfish, okay. but I'm okay with that. And Sam yeah. says, I'm not. Uh Summary yeah, of the series. He says, like, after everything I've done for this family, I think I'm entitled. I'm tired. Which is so fucked. I think it's I'm so entitled because I did things for the family. Like, fuck off. The only time I think I'm entitled is used correctly ever in the universe is when Dean says, you're going through... A midlife crisis to Cass, and Cass goes, oh. I'm extremely old, I think I'm entitled. Oh my god, ah. I love him! I miss him! Come back! Yeah, and basically Dean says, like, I mean, I've oh, I've hated hunting, I'm tired, at least now there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and Sam says his iconic line, It's Hellfire, it's Dean! It's Hellfire, Dean! <laughs> and Dean says, like, whatever... You're alive and I feel good. And I have a year to live, so I'm going to make the most out of it. So, yeah. Yeah, they try That's to end on this light the note episode. where they're, like, joking Yeah, where Sam is like, you're unbelievable. And, like, it doesn't and work. It's, like, very true. It's whatever. I don't care about it. It's just so... Yeah. You ever have a fight with someone when you, where, where you're, like... You're wrong for this. And they're like, yeah, I know, but I don't care. Like, that Uh is so, so fucking frustrating. Mm -hmm. So I feel very much for Sam right now. 
Like, that's what's happening with Dean. He's like, Dean, you did something bad and you did something that hurts me. And Dean's like, yeah, don't care though. And it's like, ah! Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So what did you think about this episode, by the way? <laughs> you sound so low energy. <laughs> um... I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like I didn't like it I think, when I was watching it, but I had fun discussing it because there's a lot I, to make I also fun had, of. <laughs> I also had fun discussing it, but when I was watching it, maybe it was because it was the 1.25, I was like, <laughs> nothing happens in this one. I felt like a lot so, happened. I just I mean, didn't in comparison, like any of it. In comparison to 201 in oh, November yeah. Dying. This is like, not 201. This is what we're comparing it to. Because that one is like the only one that it's close to in terms of like position in the yeah. show. So like in comparison to that one, there's like literally nothing that happens here. So, I'm like, well, it's a bit of a downer of a season opener, then. Mm. Yeah. Like, as a mid-season oh, episode, a... I'd be like, this is okay. But you're right. As an opener, it's meh. Okay, best line, worst line. What's your best line? It's Hellfire, Dean. It's also my best line. It's literally <laughs> Hellfire, Dean. <laughs> Oh, the way he says it is just completely dry. Like, he says it so fast. Like, he does not miss yeah. a beat. It's so good. Yeah. My worst line is... Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> death and killing! Death and killing and death. Literally woohoo. Um, God. Worst What's line? What's your worst line? I huh. I feel like the lines that a lot of the lines I got annoyed at, I feel like are not necessarily bad writing because I think they do say something about Dean's character. I'm really annoyed by the like I think I'm entitled line, but I think it's like good writing. So I'm just exactly, gonna go with yeah. the line about the doublement twins. Ugh. Oh yeah. Ugh. Okay, IMDb rating. Huh. I feel it, okay, like people were like on a big high after season two because they apparently all loved Abel. Like, do you think this would be considered like a bit of a letdown? Or are people like, oh I my god, so. it's so cool that they have new monsters? I think this would be a letdown. I think this would be like an 8 point. Actually, I think this would be an 8.5. Right okay. smack in the middle. Yeah, I was uh, going to go with 8.5 before this as well, but I think... I don't know. Everyone has been so generous on IMDb recently, so I'm going to go with an 8.6. Okay, let's see. Ha! Oh, it's you got an 8.5. It? Good job. Yes. Let's see what everyone is saying... Oh, this one says, the problem with great shows, 
I mean, big words. <laughs> but the uh. problem with great shows is that fans are always expecting the best from the show creators. Sometimes, though, the show just doesn't live up to our expectations. Mm. Uh, after all, the writers are just humans and they have their pitfalls. After the Magnificent Season 2's premiere in My Time of Dying, the Magnificent 7 just shies away in its face. It mm. is still a fine episode, just not a stellar. I mean, maybe that's true. Like, it's a fine episode. Uh-huh. But, like, in comparison Sorry, this to review two, ends with, again, with Sam's neck, smiley face. Is that a horny post? Does something happen with Sam's neck in this episode? What the hell even happens to Sam's neck? I don't know. Maybe it's just exposed. <laughs> like an ankle thing. It's like, oh, Sam's ankle. But it's his neck, which is always exposed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, people this are one complaining about, about the, yeah, that the seven deadly sins only dumb. appears here. Yeah. Kind of dumb. And also only appear here. Yeah. I agree. The seven deadly yeah. sins are this kind one of a big deal. Like, it's wild that they literally killed, like Ruby literally killed, them. like like three of them. Yeah, yeah, greed, pride, and wrath. Like they're literally in the empty now. Like, what does that do to the spectrum of human emotion? I guess nothing. So, like, what did those demons actually have power over? Yeah, this one is like, um, why does the demon talk like he is from this century? That's true. And that's something I did think mm-hmm. earlier. Like, I just wasn't able to mention that's it. That's true. But he does his whole, like, here's Johnny. Like, you were literally trapped yeah, in hell. When like, did you have time to watch... What is it? The Shining? What is it? No idea what the fuck that's a reference to. I feel like Dana already referenced it before. Everyone is complaining, and I love that. Yeah, I do appreciate that, like, it's a high number, but everyone who wanted to write in is annoyed. Yeah. I mean, hell yeah, dude. That's it for this episode of Bust Asian Beauties. Next week, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 2. The kids are alright. Leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at twitter.com slash beautiespodcast and on Tumblr at bestiasianbeautiespod.tumblr.com. Our official tag is babbod, B-A-B-pod. And thank you to everyone who's donated to our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash bestiasianbeautiespod. You can email us any feedback, comments, or inquiries at bestiasianbeautiespod at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye! Bye.